That's pretty overwhelming to me, this little corner. It started three weeks ago with a, with a basin and a towel and a pitcher of water as an example of what Christ did for his disciples in washing their feet. And as we were talking, I always say this a lot, in the little room where we start planning things for worship, we think we have a good idea, and then God takes that idea and he monopolizes on it, and it just becomes bigger. I don't know if monopolizes is even a good word for it, but he, he does something with it, and it's bigger than what we imagined. And it just, it's really cool, because I thought, oh, we'll get some food, and we'll, you know, at the first week, I say, hey, bring in soup, bring in some different food, some non-perishable things. We still don't know where this is going to go yet, but I know it's going to be used. We, we talked about, as we go through the month, bring in different things for service. And, and it's great because I said, if you don't put names on it, we're going to keep it. So I just got a new set of vice grips for Father's Day. So thank you. To, I'm kidding. The person that brought those said, hey, put them with the church tools. Uh, it's great. There's, there's these cards. We said, hey, make cards of encouragement. And there's just all kinds. Oh, Tracy, here's one for you. I know, isn't that cool? They just, there it was. Um, what, is Maxine here? Ma- Everyone for you, Maxine. That's so cool. See, it's just, you guys did this stuff. You're not Maxine. Bobby McFarlane. Oh, look at that. Huntsville Christian Church worship team. I'm just going to set this one back here at the sound booth because these guys never get the respect they deserve. <laughs> hey, by the way, Bobby saved you all because... I had the settings on my mic backwards, and on one of those songs, I was just singing it out loud, and I was wide open. Y'all owe Bobby a big round of applause because he muted, he muted that. And uh, no, those are mine. I brought those because if you if you ever go out to lunch with Dave Youngin and I, you will need a set of battery cables because we always seem to find that person who is broke down. Is that not true? <laughs> it's just great to see this grow and build and there's rakes and shovels and, and a blower. There's all kinds of stuff that has to do with service and, and has to do with us being a church with no walls. Today I want to share with you the secret of leading your family in service. Now, predominantly I'll be talking to the men because it's Father's Day and I want to give you this gift but women, moms, grandmothers, that doesn't mean you get to tone us out, sisters. It's all of us together in this serving thing. And I have to start here. Who likes the emergency broadcasting system? Raise your hand. No, you don't like the, the siren that goes off? It, or what about that annoying little beep that comes across the radio right in the middle of your favorite song? You're a good, good father. The National Weather Services have declared that the severe thunderstorms are in the area of Madison County, Alabama from 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. Be on the lookout for hail, wind gusts, standing water, a neighbor's umbrella, perhaps a cat flying by, whatever. <laughs> the emergency broadcast is, you know, as annoying as that little beep is, as annoying that ticker tape that runs under the television screen when you're trying to answer questions on Jeopardy. It's, get out of the way, I can't see. As annoying as that can be. I still say job well done because I know that the, and I believe that, that the emergency broadcast system has saved many, many lives over the years. My notes say many loves. Spell check doesn't correct that. 
I've read over this eight times, and this is the first time I noticed it said loves. <laughs> Saved many loves, lives, over the years. What does it have to do with outreach and service and families and Father's Day? Well, if you don't know it yet, dads, granddads, men, there's an emergency. We can't do anything about it, though. And if we don't know there's an emergency, we definitely can't do anything about it. So today, this message is going to serve as your emergency broadcast system announcement. So one more time. Men, fathers, grandfathers, uncles, brothers, there's an emergency. We need leaders. We need teachers. We need keepers of our homes. Let me, let me share it with you this way. Where are the leaders? Where are the teachers? Where are the keepers of every home? Because there's an emergency that is greater than any other. Where are the ones who will fight for their own? There's a song. It's called Calling All Fathers. And it goes like this. Run to your children. We've fallen asleep. And darkness has come. We will find strength in the name of Jesus. Calling all fathers. Wake up. Evil is waiting outside our windows. Slowly but surely it's creeping in. Take up your sword now. And just like a soldier, take back what's been stolen and fight like a man. Calling all fathers. Run to your children. We've been asleep and darkness has come. We will find strength in the name of Jesus. Calling all fathers. Wake up. Our sons need to know that we see the man deep inside of them. Our daughters need to know that they are adored. Our wives want to be known. They deserve to be known. And they want to know that we'll be men of our word. And if we fall down, we'll get back up. Yes, when we fall down, we'll get back up. Calling all fathers, run to your children. We've fallen asleep and darkness has come. We will find strength in the name of Jesus. Calling all fathers, wake up. Wake up. Where are the leaders? Where are the teachers? Excuse me, we are the leaders. We are the teachers. We are the keepers of our homes. There's an emergency greater than any other. Let us be the ones who fight for our own. Calling all fathers, run to your children. We've fallen asleep and darkness has come. We will find strength in the name of Jesus. Calling all fathers, wake up. Wake up, wake up. Will you pray with me? Father God, we call on you now. My prayer is that you will wake each and every one of us up, not just our fathers and our grandfathers or men in general, but you will wake up each and every one of us in this room today. You will stir us with a desire to be a better reflection of you. You will show us how we can live in service and outreach to this community. 
how we can lead our families in service, how we can lead them by loving them, lead them by initiating service, lead them by being the example that mimics your son. Lord, help us to wake up to the spiritual battles that are going on around us and help us to stand firm to protect the families you have blessed us with. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. The way I see it, there are three basic ways that we Christian men can lead our families in service and outreach. You see, the secrets to leading your family in service and outreach, uh, the way that I look at it, would be leading by loving them, leading by initiating, and leading by example. Now, you may think initiating and example are kind of the same, but they're not, and I'll get to that in a little bit. But I want to start off to look at the secret of leading our family in service by loving them. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is where we're going to start. And I'm going to read this to you, or read this with you, rather. And we're going to read the whole chapter. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. <clears throat> if, if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. And I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain. Say this with me. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Leading by loving is not easy. Usually the only time we hear 1 Corinthians 13 read is at weddings. But man, I want to challenge you to read 1 Corinthians 13 every day this week. Because we tend to forget verse 4. We, we get busy in our jobs. We get busy in our to-do lists. We get busy in, in our honey-do lists. We get busy in our social activities with our buddies. And then we forget love is patient. We forget love is kind. We forget that it does not envy, that it does not boast, that it is not proud. We forget that love does not dishonor others or it is not self-seeking. We forget that love is not easily angered. It seems we forget that love keeps no record of wrongs. Now you may be thinking, well, I'm a patient guy. Except for when I'm not and I'm in a hurry. 
And I'm always kind, except for when I'm not being patient and I'm in a hurry, and then I tend to not be kind, and I'm yelling at people on the traffic, or I'm yelling at my kids to hurry up and get ready so we can go to church and learn about the love of Jesus. That's still love. I don't envy unless I see that boat go past me on the freeway or that motorcycle. I'm not proud, except for when I am. (laughs) I don't dishonor others, except for that one time I was rallying for promotion and trying really hard to impress the boss. and I may have dishonored the other guys that were going up against me. I'm not self-seeking. Or am I? I'm not easily angered except for when I'm not patient and I forget to be kind and I'm being envious and I'm boastful and then all of a sudden everything is setting me off like a rocket. I don't keep record of wrongs (laughs) unless it benefits me. (laughs) You owe me one, remember? Because when you messed up at work and I covered for you, that's keeping a record of wrongs. Like, that doesn't count. That's part of the man code. No, it counts. Wives, you're really good at keeping record of wrongs. I always say that men don't remember anything and women don't forget anything. (laughs) It's pretty true. (laughs) We tend to forget that love does not delight in evil, but it rejoices in the truth. One of the things that we forget is verse 7. Love always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Do you know what that means, men? That means when your kids do something stupid, which never happens at my house. Gotcha, bud. It's not our job to expose that. It's our job to protect them. And to straighten them out and to continue to bring them up. Remember where I said when I was a child, I did what? Talk like a child. I reasoned like a child. Do you know when reasoning like a child begins to stop and reasoning like an adult begins to actually kick in? Do you guys know when that happens biologically and physically and scientifically? Never. Close. <laughs> um, for boys, for young men, it happens between like age 23 to 25. For girls, it happens like age 21 to 23, because y'all are, you know, you mature faster than we do. Uh, But spiritually, no, um, but seriously, you may say to your teenager, you're 18, why are you doing this? They go, I don't know, (laughs) because they don't. It hasn't stopped, they're not fully developed yet. Reasoning has not fully set in. It's your job to protect them. Love always trusts kids. When your parents say no, they don't have to give you a reason. I don't care if you are 18. If you're living in their house and you're not doing anything but eating their food and using their cell phone, my phone, they pay for it. They don't owe you an explanation. Sometimes no means no, and you just need to know that it's for your best interest. You may not like it, But you need to trust that your parents are giving you good advice. Love always trusts. You may not like the advice that you're given. You may not want to do what your parents say. Well, I'm I'm 19 or I'm 18. Why do I have to be in the midnight? Well, my granny always said nothing good happens after midnight. It's good enough for me. So y'all get home. 
Love always hopes, always perseveres. Sometimes you may think in life all you have is, is hope. Bright hope for tomorrow. Strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Sometimes I've actually written that to some of you as that's my prayer for you this week. Is strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow because I know you're going through something that's tough. That's one of the reasons I said, hey, write a note card to somebody. You may not have written strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow, but as we get these cards delivered to people, that's what you're sending because love always hopes. And you're touching people's lives. And it always perseveres. Do you know what that word means, persevere? Anybody? Say it. Huh? Louder. Say it with confidence. Keeps on. It keeps on keeping on. Love doesn't stop. You don't turn it off like a light switch and turn it back on. It's a choice that you make. And it keeps on. Men, if we are to lead our families in love, we need to follow the instruction that we find in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Read it every day this week. I dare you. Father's Day dare right there. Boom. Who's going to accept my dare? Who's going to read it? Thank you, Martin, Dave, Joe. I'm calling your names. Frank, are you rubbing your eye? Are you raising your hand? All right, there we go. There's accountability right here, guys. Call them out. Ask them next week if they read it. <laughs> I encourage you guys to read it. And, and 1 Corinthians 16, 13, and 14 says this. Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. Do everything in love. You know, if we're spending time with God, we'll be able to stand firm in our faith, men. If we're spending time with God, we will indeed do everything in love. And when we're doing everything in love, we'll be able to lead our families in service by loving them first and then by initiating that service and outreach. And when we initiate those things in love, our families will follow I want to talk to you about that. Leading by initiating. If you want to write that down, that's our second point today. I don't normally do three points. It's usually just one big point, but they just kind of happen this way. 1 John 4, 7 through 21 says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him. And he in us, he has given us his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we now, excuse me, and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love and God lives in, excuse me, whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. Verse 17 says, this is how love is made complete among us so that we will have the confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Because fear has to do with punishment, the one who fears is not made perfect in, in love. 
We love because he first loved us. See, there's the initiation thing. We love because he loved us first. He's initiating that for us. So now we can love. But whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. See, love has been initiated from God to us. And now it's on us to initiate that love into acts of service and outreach through our families and through our community. Men, we need to initiate the secret of service and outreach. Our young people aren't going to do it themselves. Remember, when they, I was a child, I spoke like a child, I reasoned like a child. The reasoning's not there yet. They're not going to do this on their own. It's up to us to show them how it works. I have a, a really good illustration about initiating love. You may have seen this. It's, this is rather local. It's local, but it's also somewhat new. Last fall, Rodney Smith Jr. saw an elderly man mowing the grass in front of his home. He said it looked like he was struggling. Uh, and Smith, excuse me, yeah, Rodney Smith is a senior at Alabama A&M University. He said, I was watching this elderly man mow his yard, and it just hit me. I can do something about that. So he posted on Facebook. Normally, I don't have much good to say about Facebook, but this young man said on Facebook, if anyone knows an elderly person or a disabled person that needs their grass cut, let me know. He didn't even have a lawnmower, okay? (laughs) But he said, if you know somebody that needs their grass cut, let me know. And sure enough, people started to send him um, some, some opportunities to cut the grass. So he challenged himself to cut 40 lawns by winter. He searched Craigslist and, and found a used lawnmower so that he would be able to actually cut people's grass who didn't own lawnmowers. And he says when he talked with the owner of, of the lawnmower on Craigslist and told him what he was going to do, the man just gave him the lawnmower. <laughs> he was like, just take it. And by October, Smith reached his goal of mowing 40 lawns. A month later, he'd cut 100 lawns. Shortly after that, WHNT News 19 gave him $319 as a part of their Pay It Forward segment that they do, and he launched a program called Raising Men Lawn Care Service. He's doing our job, men. The story goes that about 20 boys from age 7 to 17 are a part of this program now. Their parents or friends contact the service through Facebook. Smith sends them a sign-up form and what they need to fill out. He says, we get to know these boys. We have a good time. He has a friend of his. His last name is Stroy. They take these guys out on on outings after they're done working in the summer. He said, but we work on developing these young men with self-esteem. We want to instill in them a strong work ethic and a high moral standard of putting other people above themselves. The boys cut grass. They rake and bag leaves. They use weed eaters and trimmers. I like what I like about the system. It's it's kind of like a karate system. He says they start out with white shirts, and once they've cut ten lawns, they get an orange shirt, and then then a green shirt, and then a blue shirt, and finally, once they've cut fifty yards by themselves, they get a black shirt. Kind of like getting your black belt in karate. I was like, that's so cool. He says sometimes around the fifth lawn, they start to understand the importance of what they're doing. And instead of questions like, when are we, are we going to be done? They start saying, hey, where's our next lawn to cut? When do we get to come out and do it again? Smith's goal was just to show them the importance of teamwork and camaraderie. Build on leadership and listening skills while serving others. Raising men, lawn care service. It's a great illustration of what we should be doing here. 
Not that we have to get all of our boys to go out and cut grass, but as we lead our families in service and outreach, leading them in love, leading them by initiating service. This was a total stranger who just reached out to a community and said, hey, if you've got a yard to mow, I'll mow it. And then he said, hey, if you've got a son who's sitting at home playing video games and you're a single mom, you have him help me. We'll mow your yard every week for free. Oh, that got, that got people in. And these boys are learning something about service. This current real-life illustration fits for our next point, too, leading by example, because that's what Smith did. He, he didn't say, all right, I'm going to get 20 boys from the community, and I'm going to put you guys to work, and you're not going to get any money, and you're not going to get any water. You're just going to go mow yards. Now, he's out there. If you go to his Facebook page and look at some of the stories, he's out there mowing. He's showing these kids how to use this stuff. He's right beside them, leading by example. It's kind of like the example that Jesus led with. John chapter 13, verses 14 through 16. He'd washed his disciples' feet. And then he said to them, Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash each other's feet. I've set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Smith, he's washing feet in our neighborhood. He's doing our job. The only thing he's not doing is telling people about the gospel. But he's doing the service part. I want to share from you from 1 Corinthians 11. Paul tells the church in Corinth, this verse right here, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Man, you need to write that verse down. That should be something that we start every day of our lives with from this point forward so that we can look to our family and say, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. It's time for us to lead our families in service and outreach by loving them, by igniting, by initiating acts of service and outreach with them, and by leading them with our own examples. We should be saying to our families what Paul said to the church at Corinth. Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Todd Smith is a singer and songwriter. He has five girls. He says one is in heaven and four here on earth with him and his family. He says his girls bring great joy into his life. And he shares that in many ways, he says, I can see a lot of great things I do as a father. I'm a good dad, he said, but there are a lot of ways and a lot of areas where sometimes I just don't feel that I measure up as a father. I know I make mistakes. There are areas where I need to lead my family better, areas where I need to stand up on my foundation and guide my family better. And he got this idea while he was thinking about his family, while he's thinking about his good and his bad or, or, or his strengths and his weaknesses in, in leading his family. And he got an idea for a song. The song is titled Calling All Fathers. Todd says, it, it came to me as a challenge for me to be the kind of dad that I'm called to be. At the same time, he said, I want to use this song to encourage other fathers. 
So if you're married or a single dad, or you think you may get married one day and have a child, this song is for you. It encourages you to be the men that we are called to be. I think one of the most powerful things we can say as fathers sometimes is not always, I love you, but I'm sorry. See, it goes back to love is not proud. Sometimes we think our anger is justified, and it may be, but sometimes we're just missing the mark, and apologies are needed to our families. Sometimes the best thing we can say is, I was wrong, or forgive me. Maybe there's some of you here, and you need to call up your kids when we leave church today, and you need to start to make something right, even with your adult children. Tell them how much you love them. Maybe it's been a while since you've talked to them, but just pick up the phone and give them a call because, you know, we serve and we believe in a God of second chances. And if he's going to give us second chances, dads, we should be able to give our kids second chances. And I know that's hard to do sometimes. I hope that as you listen to this song and watch this video, it will truly speak to you.
Happy Father's Day, men. My gift to you this morning is this message from God's Word. I pray that if you're trying to figure out where you should start, being the teacher, being the leader, standing on a foundation, you'll take my challenge of reading 1 Corinthians 13 every day this week. It's a good place to start. I pray that you will take what you've heard here today and begin to apply it to your life, begin to apply it to your family. Lead them by loving them. The only way you can lead them in service and outreach is to love them first. Love them more than you love anything else. Love them more than you love your hobby. Love them more than you love being at work. Love them more than you love hanging out with your buddies. Lead them in service and outreach to others by initiating what it looks like and by setting the example of putting others' needs before your own. Maybe it's time to put your family's needs before your own or before what you think your needs are. As we come to our response time this morning, I'd like for you to consider what that will look like for you. If your response is to submit to Jesus in baptism for the forgiveness of your sins, to receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit, so that you can lead your family in service and outreach according to God's plan, the baptistry is ready. Maybe you just need some prayer, some direction and accountability to get yourself refocused back on that foundation so that you can lead your family. The elders are here. They would love to pray with you to begin walking this journey with you. Whatever your response is, will you stand and sing with us our response song and respond accordingly? I'll tell you, it's been great to be here to worship with you this morning, but it's time to go. As you go this week, I want to challenge you, go leading your family in service and outreach. Lead them by being the example. Look around your neighborhood this week and see how you can initiate an act of service and outreach with your family. Maybe it is just to, to grab the rake and go rake your neighbor's yard. No one has ever been arrested for raking someone else's yard, okay? I promise you it won't happen. Most of all, make sure that you lead your family by loving them. There are enough noisemakers in our world, Christian men. We don't need to be resounding gongs and clanging cymbals. We need to be reflections of Christ to our families, to our communities, and to our world. Will you sing this last song with us?